Hey queens and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host Janelle Renee and I'm so excited to be here this Friday. This is our day. This is where we come together in community. This is where we just take time together to just minister, you know, to one another, to just listen, to hear, to maybe hear something we need to hear, right? I pray that every time I get um on an episode and I speak because I pray. I really pray over the episode. I pray over every woman, whether I know you, I don't know you, if I won't ever know you, I pray that this is a blessing that God literally uses me to speak directly to you what you need to hear. So this is our time to come together, you know, and I pray that you're edified, you're uplifted, that you're encouraged, that you receive something. This this podcast is for you, sis. And so I'm so excited for what God is doing. Um, I just am very grateful and thankful for all of my listeners. To every new listener, we always want to greet you with, hey, girl. How you doing? Welcome. We thank you for just joining us in this community. And we are so excited to have you. And also to our loyal listeners, we say thank you for continuing to rock and roll with us from um, season one. Now we're in season two. Continue to support the podcast. Continue to, you know, support me in doing this. It's it's still um, a growing and learning process for me. And it's still me really getting comfortable with doing this, y'all. It's not easy. But I count it all joy. And so I'm so grateful for every listener, whether you listen one time, you listen to every episode, a few episodes, it does not matter. My prayer is that you receive what you need. Since this this is this is for you to redefine your worth. This is for you to discover your identity, for you to do, to heal, for you to walk in your wholeness, for you to walk in your purpose, so you can live your best life. That is what it's all about here at the Purity After Promiscuity Podcast. So I just wanted to say thank you. I count it as an honor that you would take time out of your busy schedule and day to sit and listen for to me and what I may have to say or prayerfully what God has to say through me for the time that we are here. So yes, let's get to it, y'all. Um, if I just really want to start today's episode with just saying, how are you? You know, I know a lot of times I get on and I talk about the things that I may have gone through or the experiences or the lessons that I've learned, you know, and things that I may have, um, you know, been dealing with in that moment. But um, today, I just kind of want to make it about you. Um, I just want to check on you and say, how are you? You know, how are you really doing? Um, A lot of times I know we can say, oh, I'm good, you know, or I'm Gucci or, you know, all is well, but really we don't be well, right? You know, really internally, a lot of times we're struggling. We're struggling with holding it all together. We're struggling with balancing everything that we have before us. We're struggling with in our with our identity. We're struggling with our worth, our value, all of these things. And a lot of times we feel like we have to continue to compartmentalize or, or to pretend that we are something we are not. You know, like it's like we need permission to say, no, I'm not okay. Um, so the, here's your permission, sis. If you need permission to say, right now, it's rough. I'm in a hard place. I've been going through a hard season. Things have been going awry. You know, I mean, every time I, you know, look up, you know, there's something that's happening that is going, um, you know, in a different direction than I hoped. You know, I'm not where I want to be. I'm still struggling with this sin or this cycle or this mindset or whatever it is. I just want to say that that's okay because you're human. 
you're human and it is okay to not be okay. We don't have to be super women all the time. We don't have to have it all together all the time. I know I don't. And I know a lot of times we can get on social media. Um, I guess I don't watch TV, but I'm sure on television and whatnot, we may see other women and other people who seemingly have it all together. And then we begin to compare ourselves to them and then look at our circumstance or our situation or what we're feeling and what we're dealing with. And we kind of start... bashing ourselves or you know getting down on ourselves because we are not good because we're not in a in, in, in a place that we see someone else in or because we're still struggling or because we're you know we deal with a lot of sadness and sorrow because you know we are you know wavering you know in our faith or whatnot and it's like you know that is so negative right um that is so negative and it's so destructive because we all have our personal journeys all of us, we're on different journeys. Like we all have a different path. We have different assignments, different purposes. And yes, somebody may be on the right of you or on the left of you and their life may look like it's going in a certain direction. But just because your life isn't going in the same direction as theirs don't mean your life ain't good. Or it don't mean like, it don't mean you ain't where you're supposed to be. It don't mean like that you're any less blessed because your your life, you're experiencing some hard seasons or some opposition and some obstacles because we all do. You know, I, I, I said on the first episode about just recently some obstacles and opposition that I experienced. And, you know, uh, whether it's because of my own choices or just life, it happens to all of us. And so I'm just like, sis, we got to stop pretending, right? We don't we don't have to pretend we okay. If you're not okay, sis, that's okay. You're human. You have feelings. You have emotions. Things happen in life and it hurts. It seems unfair. Yes, that is okay. It's okay to feel angry and upset because somebody, you know, maybe really hurt you or someone betrayed you or even with God. You know, I think um, for us Christians, um, we just don't recognize how God is so capable of handling our emotions. Like, it's okay to tell God that we're upset with him. I know I tell him. It's okay to say, to tell God we feel overlooked and we feel forgotten. That's okay. It's okay to tell God we angry, right? It's okay. And I think because a lot of times we grow up in in churches and in certain cultures and and environments where we never seen people be really true and transparent, right? Even in the church, we ain't really see people really walk their their Christian walk out as a human, right? We It's like everybody always want to make it as though once you're saved, once you are in Christ Jesus, that all you, you just have to be good no matter what. Like you just have to just be full of faith and zeal no matter what. Like you just have to believe no matter what. Like you just have to want to pray and have to want to read your Bible and have to want to worship because you're saved. No, 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 no. That's not true. God created us in his image and he created us with emotions and he created us with feelings and he created us with being able to respond to those things, right? Of course, we don't want to stay in a place, you know, of depression or, you know, severe negativity and doubt and all of those things, but it is okay to have those moments. And even for me, I think 
I have to give myself permission, like to be like, yo, I don't have it all together. I don't have all the answers. I really don't, y'all. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and if I'm honest, like it's more days than not, like that I feel like I really know what I'm doing. It's like I'm navigating this new territory, these new waters, these uncharted waters where I've never been. And I don't know really how to, I don't really know how to manage it, right? Because I've never been here. And so I, I'm very critical and judgmental of myself. And I, and I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to, to measure up to what I feel where I should be. Or if I'm honest, to, to a sense of perfection, right? Like we just like to be transparent here on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. So I struggle with perfectionism and I'm really, really hard on myself. So when I don't meet the mark that I set, if I don't meet the standard that I set on myself, then I either give up altogether, you know, I get really down on myself, you know, I get very discouraged, I procrastinate, um, I deal with a whole lot of different um, emotions and just a lot of negative um, mindset and, and thought process around myself, right? I feel like a failure, how, how many of y'all can relate that we put these um, self-professed parameters on our life, right? Like we'll say things like, by the time I'm 30, I want to be married. By the time I'm 35, I want to have two kids. By the time I'm, you know, 32, I want to be in my career and, you know, traveling the world and having X amount of dollars in the bank, whatever. And it's not to say that it's bad to, you know, have goals. It's not. It's not bad to have aspirations and it's not bad to want to have something to work for or work towards, right? To to help us to stay focused and stay aligned and, and, to, and to help us to have that clarity, that clear vision we need so we are able to accomplish the thing. But I think we, somewhere along the way, we, we forget to really ask God, is this what your will is for me? Like, yeah, it's my will. But is this your will? So sometimes we find ourselves subconsciously battling between our will and God's will. And and how many of us know, like, more times than not, God's will will be done. You know, the Bible says, Lord, your will be done on earth as is in heaven. So when we have all of these ideas and these desires that are stored up in our hearts, right? And then we decide we want to begin to act on those things. And then we start experiencing that disappointment and that hopelessness and that opposition. And it, the door closes, it don't work out. Here we are, here I am, I'm 39. I'm 39. And I never thought my life would be what it is right now at 39. Y'all, you couldn't have told me <laughs> that I would be just starting to live at 39 but that's the truth of the matter that's where i'm at i'm just starting to live i'm just starting to build my life i'm just starting to discover my identity i'm just starting to come into understanding my purpose and really focusing on redefining my words and walking in my healing and walking out my wholeness right at 39 who knew because that didn't align with the with the desire that I had. Because I put these self-professed parameters around my life. And then I put a lot of pressure on myself like I had to meet them. 
So then I ended up frustrated. I ended up, you know, just years and years gone by with me just being stuck in a pattern or like on a hamster wheel because I'm constantly moving, trying to attain this, this goal that I've set before myself and I'm moving, but I'm going nowhere fast. And now I'm finding myself back at the same place. I want to know, is that you? Because even that's okay. The dangerous thing is for us to not recognize it. The dangerous thing is to not realize like, yo, I'm not okay. The dangerous thing is to, to not realize and, and to not really accept and embrace that I don't have it all together. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm really in unfamiliar territory and I don't know the first thing because I don't have a reference, right? And even if I had a reference, who's to say that that would make any difference? In my mind, I believe it would, but I don't know because I ain't have one. I don't know what it's supposed to look like, right? I don't know how my life's supposed to unfold because I've never seen what I believe God has placed in my heart for what he's going to do. So now I'm trying to figure it all out on my own and I'm trying to see if this thing over here is going to work and if this thing's over here going to work or if this over here is going to work. And then I find myself spinning my wheels and then I got like so many ideas in my mind. I got so my mind is constantly racing and processing and analyzing and thinking to the point sometimes I, I, I'm in my sleep, but I'm talking about the things that I've been analyzing and thinking about all day because my mind won't even go to sleep. I'm not even getting rest, even though my conscious body asleep, my subconscious mind continues to race because I'm trying to figure everything out because I really know I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like I'm drowning. But I'm here to tell you, sis, if that's you too, it's okay. I think the beauty in it is that we're not expected, at least not in God's eyes, to know everything. Maybe by human standards, there is some kind of expectation that, oh, you should you should be further by now. You should have it all together by now. You should know better by now, right? But the truth of the matter is, how can we know something we've never experienced? Like, I've never experienced being in this place. I've never, this is my first time not being on government assistance. This is my first time not, you know, living in public housing. My first time, my whole life, my whole adult life, even in my childhood, I was raised on government housing. I was raised on welfare. I was way, raised, you know, having with my mother utilizing the government system for our livelihood. I was raised on it. So in turn, the very first thing that I was told when I became pregnant at 18 to give birth at 19, uh, the first thing my mom told me to do is what she knows. So it's no shade. I don't blame her because what she knew was to tell me to go sign up for housing, to go to go get a welfare check, to go get some food stamps. Why? Because that's her way of trying to make sure that I have provision, that me and my soon to be born child will have what we need because that's the way she knew, because that's what worked for her. Right. And the funny thing is about my mom. My mom is a super intelligent woman. My mom has like multiple degrees, um, certificates. She's super intelligent. Um, she's really like um, 
she's a really amazing woman, but somewhere along the way, she lost herself. She doesn't even recognize how amazing she is. She's been stuck in a slump for decades. She's been really believing or being just moving in a place of mediocrity because I don't know if she just doesn't see herself or recognize just how much how much intelligence and how much gifting and how um, amazing that she truly is. And so I've watched my mom over the years, knowing that my mom has these certi certifications and degrees, knowing that my mom is like, like really, really, really highly intelligent, knowing that my mom is really gifted. However, I didn't see her from working like office jobs and doing things that are in one of her certifications or degrees to working at McDonald's, to working at Family Dollar, to working at Arby's, to working, to not working, to just really settling for being on the public system, the government system, relying on it. And if it at any point in time, if it, if, if, because how many know that the government system can sometimes be, um, it, it, it can be fickle, right? Sometimes, you know, it can be inconsistent. Like things may be going well for, you know, a while, then all of a sudden something happens. There's a change that happened, um, you know, somewhere higher up, or there's some kind of protocol that was changed. There's some kind of new paperwork. There's some new, you know, uh, qualifications or, you know, requirements that happen or that come into place. And, and then all of a sudden your benefits stop or, you know, things don't come like they supposed to, or they lower it, right? based on your your living situation and so now you're you're trying to figure out how to adjust and how to move and how to live and how to meet your needs now given a situation that you have no control over because you don't get to say hey I need X, Y, and Z. I need it at this day because I have this bill. I need this this food this day because I need food in my refrigerator. It's all determined for you. And I've watched my mom live this life. And for a long time, it seems like she lived it and she lived it comfortably. And I remember I would ask my mother uh, from time to time, like, you know, mom, don't you ever want to be married? Don't you ever want to have own your own home or not live on government housing? And she would just make, um, you know, the, the choice or the excuse that, or I think her belief, um, I'm not even going to say it was an excuse, but her belief was that I'm too old. I'm, I'm 50 some years old. I don't want to have that kind of responsibility. It's too late. I should have did that 20, 30 years ago. Or I mean, yes, I want to be married, but you know, I'm, I'm 50 now. So, you know, if I do, I do, you know, like I'm not trying to, you know, like basically in her mind, she felt because she was over 50 that she had kind of missed the boat. Right. And so I would, I would be so saddened and so disheartened at the fact that my mom felt like that. Like she really believed that she had to stay in a place of lack and poverty because of her age or her circumstances or the choices she made or the direction her life has gone into. And so um, I, I would look at her and I would think to myself like, wow, I don't want to be like that. You know, that for me, I would say, hold on, guys. I'm sorry. I got, I'm babysitting and the baby has woke up and she's fussy. So um, I might make this one a little short and sweet, but it's still, I hope it is as powerful. Um, but yes, um, I just would think to myself, I don't want to be like my mom. So I would just go through life just in my, in my mind thinking like, 
I just don't want to end up like my mom. I just don't want to end up like my grandmother because I see how they live. I see where their life has, um, you know, how what has become of their life, right? I see, you know, the 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 unhappiness, right? I see, you know, the resentment. You know, I see the, you know, the negativity because you're really unhappy, right? I see that, and I'm like, gosh, Lord, I don't want to be like that. Lord, just help me not to be like them. I just don't want to be like them, right? Because I don't know if, it, if along the way anybody ever told them that it was okay not to be okay. I don't know if anybody ever told them that whatever happened to them in their life that is affecting them so deeply that it is manifesting in their actions and how they're going about their life and, how, and, and what's becoming of their life, that it's okay to acknowledge it. It's okay to embrace it. And it's okay to, to be upset. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to do all of those things. And then it's also okay to go get help. Because clearly there are some things, you know, that happened in my family that happened with my mom, that happened with my grandmother, some really, really terrible things. And they've never gotten help. They've never went to counseling. My mom claimed she went to counseling after my grandfather passed away. I don't remember that. But even if she did, um, she didn't complete it. And they just kind of been going through life, like holding these things in. And so now... Their life has just not amounted to, I'm sure, what they've ever thought and what they desire. And they're not happy and they're in a place of bondage because they just have never really accepted, nor did they ever go out to try to seek help and healing from those things that was internally killing them. And I'm like, how many times do we walk around like that? How many times is... Are we walking around like the song Lauren Hill killing me softly? Like we're dying inside daily. We're, we're dying like the trauma, the abuse, the heartache, the pain, you know, killing us daily, chipping away at our soul daily. But we walk around with these facades and these smiles and, you know, and being everything for everybody and nothing to ourselves. And every time somebody asks us, are we okay? We, I'm good, girl. Like, yes, I'm blessed. Everything is good, you know. Or how about, because I know I'm guilty of this one too, being in a very toxic, unhealthy, abusive relationship and putting on a face every time, every time your people come around, every time your friends friends come around every time you're out in public you put on a face and you it, it's like somebody said action and now you go right into actor mode right and now you're pre playing a part pretending you know that your life is one way when you know the reality is you're living in hell how many of us do how many of us are guilty of that and then we we continue to say face because i know for me i just was so embarrassed and I thought I would be even more embarrassed if people really knew what I was going through, right? Because I did, you know, talk up the relationship. I did talk up the guy I was with. I did, you know, have, you know, all these people believing that it was something. And then once the reality started to unfold, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to go back and tell these same people that I didn't told. Oh, I believe this was God. This, I believe this is my husband. He is the one for me. God brought him back into my life. I prayed about it. Oh, I believe the Holy Spirit. Like, because these are the things I said. No way was I about to go and be like, I was wrong, y'all, and I'm living in hell right now. Okay, this is, 
awful what I'm going through. I didn't want to do that. So I chose to save face and to compartmentalize and hide and cover up what I was really going through. And most of the time when people would ask me, was I okay? Yeah, we good. Or how was you and such and such? We good. We weren't good. <laughs> he was probably good. I wasn't good. But because that's what I saw growing up, I saw my mother being in an uh, uh, abusive, toxic relationship with my dad and being mistreated and being cheated on, but continue to be with him and to continue to be like a happy family and be like everything was okay. I saw that, right? So for me, it was normal. I saw my mom probably being sad and being, you know, hurting and being in anguish, but never really, um, never really expressing it for real never really showing it never really acknowledging it just probably stuffing it and she probably seen her mother do the same thing so now we have this cycle of compartmentalizing and and lying to ourselves and pretending we're something that we're not and where has that gotten you where has it gotten me nowhere my god and so i'm here to say sis i want to check on you like how are you doing because life happens whether you're a Christian or not, life is guaranteed to happen and it will. And it's okay to experience seasons where you're not happy all the time, where, you know, you dealing with sorrow, especially if something difficult has happened. That's okay. If you don't always feel like, you know, laughing, you don't always feel like being bothered. If you don't always feel like reading the Bible, if you don't always feel like that is okay. I think the best thing we can do is not just be honest with ourselves, but when we are Christians is to be honest with God. Like, God, I don't feel like it today. I'm hurting. My heart is broken. I feel forgotten. I've been betrayed. Why is this happening to me? Like, that is what God wants from us. He wants our transparency, but we owe that to ourselves too. You owe it to you to say, you, me, I'm not okay. I'm dealing with a situation and I don't know how, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to heal from this. I don't know how to get over this. Like I'm still years after <laughs> the relationship or I would say years after these different events and and things that happened in the relationship. It's been it's it has taken me years to get to a place where I can really say that I am finally starting to heal from it years y'all because the hurt was so deep the pain was so deep it it, it really created such a, a gaping hole and wound in my soul it nearly destroyed me and it's been taking me years to try to pull myself back together i'm not okay there are days where I um, I have great days and I feel great and I'm and I'm just so full of joy and I'm happy, you know, and I just just feel like life like I just have a really great outlook on life and I believe I can do, you know, the things that I feel in my heart God is leading me to do and I believe that I am capable even though I know I'm not qualified you know I believe life is worth it it's getting better for me that it's gonna turn around for me that my greater days are ahead right I believe that and then there are other days where I'm, I'm like down in the dumps and I'm like I don't even know if I want to get out to bed today and I have to give myself permission like 
Nelly, that's okay. You don't have to get out of the bed today then. I mean, outside of me having to be a mom, having to take care of my children and take care of the things that I have to do. Outside of that, if I don't want to do nothing else because I don't have the energy, I don't want to give the energy, then I just, I'm not. Because I'm dealing with my personal life. I'm dealing with my situation. Can't nobody tell me how to deal with my situation. Only God can do that. And so if, if this is a, if this is my process and this is going to help me get to a healthy place, then I have to be okay. But too many times we have all of these expectations, these unrealistic expectations we place on ourselves that, oh, I still shouldn't be... Um, hurt from that situation oh that happened 10 years ago i still shouldn't be hurt why not did you get healed from it did you go to counseling did you go to therapy like what if you did absolutely nothing and you thought time was gonna heal your wounds since you kidding yourself you ain't healed from that you shouldn't be it don't work like that like whatever that childhood trauma is i'm still dealing with that stuff i'm 39 about to be 40 years old but things that happen from the time i was maybe three four five six seven eight years old and and even beyond that it still is affecting me today why because for a long time i didn't even i didn't even acknowledge that that stuff happened for years and years i walked around just had it compartmentalized and stuffed under the rug like everything was all good so I just in the recent years got to the place where I was able to truly acknowledge like, yo, some some bad things happened to me. I was molested as a baby, as a young child. I was fond of, I tried to commit suicide. You know, I was rejected by my mom. I was rejected by my dad, abandoned, you know, all kind of things, right? I lost my virginity in a very traumatic way. So... But for so long, I tried to be somebody else because I wanted to disassociate myself with my truth. So I, w- I didn't even acknowledge it, let alone try to seek some help or try to even embrace it. To, to even try to even really accept it as a part of my story. So, of course, I'm walking around and I'm bleeding and I'm wounded. And in my mind, I want to be a healthy person and I want to respond in a healthy way and I want to have healthy relationships. But the truth of the matter is I wasn't healthy. I was just going through the motions, pretending to be something that I wasn't because I didn't know it was okay to not be okay. I didn't know it was okay not to have it all together and not to have all the answers. I didn't know it was okay to feel weak. Because when you come through something as traumatic and as um, debilitating and what makes you feel powerless, like being violated sexually, because I turned around and I was, you know, I was raped when I was in my 20s. Um, So it's like when someone really takes your power from you like that, you in your mind subconsciously determined to always be strong, right? Because in your mind, you're like, I never, ever want to feel powerless again. I never want to let nobody take my power from me. I never want to let nobody violate me like that again. So then in your mind, you erect all of these walls and these barriers and you you have all this defense mechanism that you're always going to be strong. And you think being strong is protecting yourself. And you start looking at weakness as, as being something negative. 
But in my humanness, I am weak. The Bible tells me that in my weakness, God is strong. He's made strong. So it's like, I don't want to always be strong because my strength going to give out. My strength is not guaranteed. My strength has a limit. I need the one whose strength going to endure forever, right? But see, nobody ever told me it was okay to feel weak. Nobody told me that it wasn't my fault that these things happened to me, that people make choices and sometimes they make bad, horrible choices. Nobody didn't tell me that I didn't deserve those things that happened to me, the things that I went through, right? Nobody told me. So I walked around pretending I was okay all my life and I wasn't okay. I walked around trying to find my identity in everything and everyone else because I wasn't okay. So I feel compelled today to really just say to you, sister, my sister, it is okay not to be okay. It's okay. It's okay to be hurting. It's okay to be struggling. It's okay to not have it all together, to not know all the answers. It's okay to not know how to navigate this season that you're in. It's okay to be dealing still with some some things that hit that happened in your past that still are affecting you today. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to feel weak. It's okay. You don't have to pretend. When somebody asks you how you good, it's, it's okay to say, you know what? I wish I was good, but right now I'm struggling. Or right now I'm, I'm dealing with a situation and I'm angry. Or I'm still dealing with some unforgiveness from that person who hurt me 20 years ago. That's okay. Because number one, when you're a Christian, how do somebody know how to pray for you if you always telling everybody you're okay? Because the Bible says the fervent and effectual prayers of the righteous availeth much. It says that we are to confess our sins one to another so that we can pray for another and be healed. But if you're not telling me what's really going on, how can I pray for you so you can be healed, sis? If you don't acknowledge the fact that there is just something that happened to you and that it broke you, that there is something that is taking a toll on your soul, that there is something that created a wound and a hole in your soul, that there is something that has been affecting you and you're, you've been bleeding on everybody. You mean, you know, come on out. We know, we know them people. We know them, we know them sisters. They just mean you know, they, they spiteful, you know, they just always negative, right? You know, you know, a negative Nancy, well, negative Nancy negative because she got some issues going on with the inside of herself that are not dealt with. But when you ask her what's wrong and she says she good, how, how in the world does she want somebody to help her or to pray for her when she won't be honest? The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Sometimes we're our own biggest hindrances because we are always trying to measure up to society's standard of what we should be. That standard change all the time. It's one thing today, it's going to be another thing tomorrow. How can you keep up? You got to figure out what's your standard. Where should you be at today in your life, in your process, on your journey? And if, the, if you're in a season of grieving because you've lost some, some loved ones, be in your season of grieving. The Bible also says that you, grieve, that you uh, mourn with those who mourn. 
and rejoice with those that rejoice because we go through seasons because in Ecclesiastes, I believe it's three, don't quote me. It says there's a time and season for everything under the sun. There's a time to live, there's a time to die, right? There's a time for peace, a time for war. There's a, there, there's a time for everything. And so that means that we're going to we're going to experience different seasons. And some seasons are longer than what they were ever created to be because we never go through them well. We don't allow ourselves to be present in it. We don't acknowledge it. We don't embrace it and then we don't take the action steps to go get help. We think that by telling everybody we all good, we cool. By saying, "Oh, like I got it." I don't need, you know, I got it. I don't know. I got this. You know, all of those things that are so full of pride that keep us disconnected and keep us in a place of bondage. And I don't want to walk around like that anymore because that's been my story. And sister, I don't want you walking around like that anymore. So my prayer is that today that you be honest with yourself. And if you are hurting and if you are going through some things, if you're still being affected by something that happened to you, if you're angry, if you're angry at God, if you're disappointed, if you feel forgotten, if you feel overlooked, whatever it is, sister, it's okay. It's okay. And it's okay to feel it. It's okay to experience it. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sadness. It's okay. It's okay to question it, to ask why. It's okay. But it's also okay to get help, to go talk to someone. I don't know what that may look like for you. It could be a counselor, a therapist, a pastor, a close friend, a family member, maybe somebody you need to confront about what they did to you. Whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know if it's sometimes we think we need closure and that's something we may never get. Maybe the person will never apologize. Maybe the person never admit that they did it. But that doesn't mean you still can't be healed. Sometimes we just have to reconcile that we're not going to get the answers that we're looking for. And that's okay too. But I just don't want us to stay in this broken place. And we're sitting up here and we're putting on a mask each and every day. Because all it's going to take is for life to happen one good time and the mask to fall off. And we're going to be exposed. We're going to be exposed. And so it's like instead of us being exposed, allow us to expose ourselves and our truth to ourselves and make a promise to ourselves that we're no longer going to stay in this place. We're no longer going to be stuck in, in this in this place of bondage, right? We're not going to be stuck in this place of pretending and ignoring what's really going on, ignoring the truth of how we really feel, right? That we're going to be bold because it takes a lot of boldness and a lot of strength. So it ain't even weakness. It's strength because it takes strength to admit that, you, that you're not okay. That takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of courage. So sis, I want to commend you right now for just, um, just taking the first step, for just admitting you're not okay. And for having the courage to do it um, because it's not easy. And it doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong. And so I just wanted to um, come on really quickly um, today and just encourage somebody. And again, always offer myself to, to be here for you, you know, outside of the podcast, right? 
always I'm here. Always you can connect with me on social media. You can go to Instagram and DM me at Janelle Renee underscore one. You can find me on Facebook. Woohoo, I'm new. I'm on Facebook now, y'all, um, at Janelle. Um, they won't let me be great and spell my name properly. So it's J-A-N-E-L-L-W-O-L-F-E. Um, on Facebook, um, and you can, um, you know, message me or whatnot, or you can always send me an email at purityafterpromiscuity um, at gmail.com. But you can connect with me. It's no, a no judgment zone because y'all hear my truth. Y'all hear my mess. Y'all see, y'all see the, the, the chaos that I've gone through and created even for myself. So it's not to judge you, but I will partner with you and I will pray for you. And if there's anything else I can do, if I can help lead you to the right person, you know, if you need, you know, to talk to someone or whatever that thing may be, or if you just need an accountability partner, if you just want a prayer partner, if you just want someone that just that, you know, can give an ear and just listen, you know, I can be that for you, sis, because again, this podcast is, it's so not about me. It's about you and you discovering your worth and you walking in your identity and you not no longer being bound to shame, bound to guilt, bound to your past, bound to your failures, bound to the things that happened to you that were not your fault because this is not your fault. You didn't have the ability to prevent or you didn't have the power to prevent those things from happening but you do have the power to prevent them things to from continuing to happen to you because when you don't get healing from it when you don't allow yourself to really go get to a place where you have overcome right and get to a place where you have fully um just been healed and made whole from that thing it keeps happening to you because you're you're constantly reliving that pain you're reliving that even if it's subconsciously and it's continuing to happen to you over and over again until you stop the cycle so i asked you today sis are are you ready to stop the cycle Yes, sis, y'all, that it was deep. I I had no idea where the Holy Spirit was going to lead me today, but I'm so glad that he led me in that direction. I feel that it is needed. I needed it, and I pray that you did too. Um, This week's episode is affectionately called It Is Okay Not To Be Okay. Sis, I just can't say it enough. It is okay. It is okay. And there is nothing wrong with acknowledging it and stopping and taking a moment to really truly focus on you and what you need, right? To be to be healed. So you don't have to continue to put on a mask that you can really be all right, right? That's the goal to like, not just say it, to truly be walking it out. Like I'm really good, right? So that was really um, my heart today. Um, and I just thank you all for listening. Um, again, I already left my social media handles, but you can always reach um, out to me on IG at Janelle Renee underscore one and on Facebook at Janelle Wolf. And that is J-A-N-E-L-L-W-O-L-F-E. Um, and on um, you can email me at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. Um, so excited to hear from you all still, you know, working on trying to get us a community where we can truly connect and it can be interactive and we can communicate. That'll be, um, in the making soon. Um, but until then, just know that your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.